Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. My name is Natasha Margaritas, and this is my amazing husband, Petro Margaritas, and we've been married for four years now. So for as long as I can remember, uh, going back about 14 years now to when I was 17 or 18 years old, roughly, is um, when I started experiencing um, weight gain, um, a whole lot of hair loss, a whole lot of hair gain in uh, all over my face. Um, as a young teenager, you can imagine, you know, the kind of emotional uh, issues that you're going through, hormonal issues that you're going through. And on top of that, there was also hormonal imbalances, which none of us could explain um, in the family. And my mother was most worried for me. Uh, so she dragged me off to the gynecologist um, where we sat down and she explained to me after a several amount of tests and ultrasounds that I have this thing called polycystic ovarian syndrome, otherwise known as PCOS. I was always told that this was a permanent issue, that I would have it for the rest of my life and that from the day that I was diagnosed, that was it. I had to digest the fact that it was going to be a constant thing I had to maintain. I had to constantly chase after the ability to lose weight. And um, so from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, um, just constantly seeking help um, because for 14 years I haven't been able to contain this issue. Yeah, and even in the last four years of our marriage, we've been hearing a lot of that same feedback. Every new doctor we went to, they'd give us a new idea, a new advice, but it would always be, here's medication, or lose some weight. It would never really be tackling the issues that we faced. And we would also get a lot of feedback from um, some people around us saying that it's, it's still your fault. If only you did this, things would be better. Um, and it just never felt like anything would make any progress. And with that comes the issue of low self-esteem because other people's opinions label you and they make you feel lesser and they make you feel like as though you have to settle for less, like you have to constantly, like you have to constantly have to battle with it because that's all you ever see. That's you have people's opinions. So it goes without saying that it was tough to go through those last 14 years um, since the diagnosis with having to face opinions, having to face this label. Um, and the truth is that my whole life since that diagnosis has been capped at constant coping cycles because I've tried everything in the book when it comes to diet, exercise, you know, new regimes. Every single time it would be diet, exercise. Um, opinions, low self-esteem, and then back again. Diet, exercise, I've tried everything. And there came a point where I realized with God that something needed to change. And that's when a couple of years ago, or rather three years ago, um, something shifted in my spirit and it began a new thing. Wow. I did not give permission for that video to be aired that way. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You just made me nervous for a second. <laughs> well, church, if we haven't met before, my name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here. But more importantly, let's welcome Natasha to the stage this evening. 
Can I say, Matt and Franca, Pastor Matt and Franca, this is one of the greatest honors of my life. Thank you for having me up on the stage. Awesome. Uh, and look, Natasha and Petra are just incredible uh, family members of this house, and they serve in so many different areas. And, you know, what we heard on the screen is just the snippet, and we're just going to unpack a little bit what God's been doing in, in their worlds. And this is no small thing, and uh, it's, it's going to be a journey, but it's going to be fun. Yep. Because you said at the end of that video that a new thing began to happen. So is that a period of time thing? Was it a moment thing? Why don't you just sort of start to tease out a little bit what that means? Well, I wish it was a, it only happened in a moment thing. If only it were that easy, right? When it comes to miracles and healing. Uh, let me ask you something and everyone here as well. Can you imagine being dictated by opinions permanently by your symptoms, by, you know, just your circumstances, your inability to lose weight, constantly rearing its ugly head up at you for so many years. So in, with that picture in mind, just think for a second. It would be fair, right, that someone, uh, that would, it would make a person sort of get bitter, angry, resistant to change, right? So... In the words of Pastor Corey Turner, uh, about seven years ago now, in 2012, at a young adults camp, um, he said, you know, Natasha, you're like a black stallion that's buckling, bucking, sorry, and refusing to be tamed and refusing to be trained by God. Now, you did send through a video, just, to, just if you've never seen what that looks like, uh, why don't we turn to the screens just for a second and have a look at this. There we go. Just for a picture. Now, I didn't put this up. Natasha actually sent that one through. Uh, it's quite a vivid picture. And to be, to be told that quite directly, that, that probably stirred some feelings and responses. But out of that picture, what did God start to reveal in, in your world? So, we've got to fast forward to about 2016, right? and have a look at Petra and I, newlyweds, and I was, lo and behold, stripped of my work rights, which many of you know of. And um, the funniest thing is that I worked my entire life um, through my childhood, really trying to build a career because I was so focused on proving the naysayers wrong. I was so focused on making sure that I came up on top in my career at the very least because of the failure of, of, and the inability to lose weight and, you know, being bullied in school and all of that stuff that happened to me. I, just, I was just so focused on, you know, building a career that I believe deep down in hindsight now that God himself stripped me of my work rights because my identity was not in Christ. My identity was in work, in a career, in something of this world. And the funniest thing is that that's the new thing I speak of up in the video. That's when it started to happen, right? It was, let me tell you, a very painful, right, babe? Ugly, messy, I mean, filthy place 
um, where I literally wrestled with God every single day, like Jacob wrestled with the angel of God, you know, all throughout the night until, until daybreak. And when I finally stopped fighting with God and battling with him and getting frustrated out of anger and frustration and just going, why is this happening to me? I asked him, you know what, God? All right, fine. Fine. Give me breakthrough already. And then he said, yeah, sure. But first, you're going to be obedient. You know the bucking horse? Yeah, he knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew that obedience was an issue for me right, because of everything that I've been through. So one step at a time, he asked me to um, be obedient when it came to the forgiveness of my father, who, for being an alcoholic and abusive, um, for stepping out the boat and praying for other people, praying over other people, even when I was right in the middle of my own storm, which is the, right, the most difficult time for, to pray over other people. Um, and lastly, you know, he asked me to be obedient, uh, to be faithful to his flock, to the church, to my connect, to my family, my extended friends, friends of friends of friends of friends. And, you know, that's based on a revelation I got from scripture, which says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Another scripture says, whoever is faithful in little things will be faithful in big things. You know, this revelation really made me realize that if I am to be a true reflection of Jesus, then sure, which I'm called to do as a Christian, right? Who's with me, right? Yeah. Right? Great. So then, then I got to be, then I got to be faithful to caring for a sheep, mm. right? In the little things. Mm. And over, over time, that became my true identity, it's almost like God was preparing me for something far bigger than I could possibly fathom. And that, my friends, was complete healing. What? Wow. Me, completely healed? Like, at that point, I was saying over my dead body. Um, because I could, I, I, I mean, I looked at that circumstance, right? And I thought, maybe God, you know what? I think you're, what you really mean is complete weight loss. Yeah, I'll take that any day, no worries. Um, but, you know, after several more wrestles with God uh, and really being on my knees uh, in tears over and over again, something really began to shift. And in that moment, I, in those several moments rather, I began to really follow God's command um, with tiny little steps, little steps in secret, like, across my week, I would say things like, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Wow. Whispers, small little whispers that, for the most part, I didn't really mean in the beginning. But I was being obedient. It was so darn difficult because I was more than happy to believe for healing in other people's lives, but not my own. Mm. Bella, you know this one. And that's really where it's at at that point. And so out of that, revelation comes out of multitudes of wrestles and a, and a span of time. So you, did, is that where everything started to change for the, the better? Or... <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. 
If you thought that things were bad enough, it only felt like it was getting nothing but worse. Petra and I felt like as though at that point we were being thrown into a bottomless pit, like Joseph was thrown into the pit before he was sold into slavery and then he attained his true destiny, right? It felt like this pit was like never ending. So what started with depression, you know, when I lost my uh, work rights, then flowed into the fact that we only had one salary. And then after that, Petro got made redundant. And so we had no salary. And then after that, we had a massive storm damage to our roof, which created a major leak that was going to cost the earth probably over $40,000. And then after that, while through all of that, I was starting a new business, which I then went on to shut down a year later. Now, I think you'd, you'd agree with me when I say this, right? I married a saint, and I married my greatest blessing in Petro because, you know, like his name suggests, he really was my rock through all that depression and all that hardship. Any other man would probably said, good Lord, what on earth have I signed up for? <laughs> because, guys, this happened in the first three years of our marriage, honestly. Yeah, digest that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, for any of us in this room, there's really no other, other way than just to sort of say, wow. And, and I guess in our own ways and in our own lives and in our own stories, those bottomless pit moments, I'm sure, in our own situations, that's something that we can relate with in some ways, but in other ways, it's just... For, I know for me personally, seemingly so far beyond. But you're obviously here with a story and, and not bringing any spoilers. Uh, but we haven't quite reached the end yet. And so the question is, that was the bottom of the pit moment. Mm. And here you are today. No spoilers. At that point, was it something that you guys did? Was it something that was internal? Was it something that God did? That What started the motions from that point to where you are now? Oh, believe me, God did do something. He definitely did something, but not before Petro and I partnered with him. There's something that happens when you consciously decide in the middle of your storm, or in our case, multiple storms all at once, back to back, like forever, but when you partner with God, for example, when we were in the midst of it, being slapped around left, right, and center by this stuff, we just made it, we, we, God just said to us, you know, you got a decision to make. Are you going to be dictated by my promises, or are you going to be dictated by your circumstance? And in that, and in that moment, we, we decided, come what may God, my life sucks right now, but I praise you, Jesus. My situation sucks right now, but God, I give you all praise. I give you all glory, God. I exalt your name, Lord God, through it all. And, and guess what? If you, some of you guys remember uh, when Michael Maiden came through last year, right, for a three-day crusade, 
which was phenomenal, right? Uh, and at the very end of that crusade, we were probably the last people that got prophesied over on the last day, on the last night. And it was right there. I'll never forget. And he, in his words, he said over us, um, you are in a season of weathering many storms. <laughs> okay. Like, couldn't be more spot on than that. Uh, long story short, he said over me, he said, and you are going to be giving the enemy hell for the rest of your life. Now, I don't know about you, but that is both terrifying as well as super encouraging at the same time. Yeah. And it was in that moment, really, that my faith was catapulted uh, in, into a new level. You see the, what, what the enemy meant for our harm mm -hmm. through those bottomless pits to take us off course and to distract us, to demotivate us and to discourage us. God used to strengthen our resolve and our resilience. Yeah, yeah. come on. To really be keep believing, yeah. no matter what, for that complete healing. Let's get back on track now, right? Mm. For complete healing. So after being obedient to God through all those things, right, that he asked me to do, um, in Jan this year, but I, I tried one more thing for Jesus. Just one more thing, God. Just Okay, God, fine. I'll give you one more thing for you. I tried the ketogenic lifestyle because I've, I've struggled with weight loss, guys, for, the, for like my, all my life. And I tried the kettlebell workouts. And no, this is not a sponsored ad for, you know, <laughs> keto or kettlebells, by the way. Um, and it wasn't keto or kettlebells. Really, I'm not kidding. It was the fact that I trusted God above all. I fixed my eyes on Jesus, yeah. right? And suddenly I started to experience this effortless physical change where I was striving for 14 years. Here it happened like that. Wow. Mental clarity, better sleep, this crazy hunger for God, this discipline to just sit down with God's word and just worship him like I've never experienced before. And that's one quarter of the miracle, I guess. So before we move any, any further, I think just to go off script for a second, we often hear that scripture of God takes these moments and works them for our good. And they always seem, in some ways, when you're in the midst of it, almost just poetic. Oh, that's nice. But to actually put uh, skin on it in this way, I, I just want to pause on that um, for some in this, in this room, and, and we're going off script a little bit, is that uh -oh. this, is, this is actually God moving. Like, this is God moving. A and it's where the, the, the pit moment was then those things start to drop. And they're practical things. Yeah. Like they're, they're practical promptings just to, in obedience, just to step out and start doing something. And um, I think for me, what it, it sort of challenges me hearing, hearing your guys' story is that the faith was paired with the action. And there was actually something that, yes, you're like, no, I've got to do this. And I just think that's incredible. Um, but you're right. Uh, so out of, we're at the quarter mark of the miracle starting to unfold, no spoilers. So what happens uh, after that prophecy comes and that sort of hunger for God and, and physical signs of something shifting, what, what happened after that? 
Well, because it was encouraging to see the effortless, you know, change in me, um, I suddenly had this courage from God knows where um, to stop avoiding the doctor's office, by the way, which I had avoided at that point for about a year because you got to understand, guys, I've heard the same thing over and over and over. You got polycystic ovaries. You got polycystic ovaries. You got polycystic ovaries. And that's for 14 years, right? And sometimes, you know, I would get scans for um, ultrasounds twice a year and stuff like that. So I was avoiding it for the longest time. And funny enough, when I accidentally, accidentally found this amazing, and I mean amazing doctor all of a sudden, um, by accident, by the way, because uh, of an emergency in the middle of the night that I was completely unrelated to my PCOS. Um, and I rushed over there at about 9.30 in the night, and this after getting through that, um, my doctor, I mean, I asked my doctor after that, after we'd resolved that, I said, can I get an ultrasound, by the way? And she goes, yeah, sure, for what? PCOS, oh yeah, sure, no worries. So went off, did my ultrasound, and I'm sitting there, and the sonographer, sonologist, radiologist, whichever, whatever. Um, and uh, she says, she's looking at the screen, and she's, you know, doing the ultrasound, and she says, she asked me this question, right? She's staring at the screen, she's like, uh, how long have you had PCOS again? Uh, about 14 years. And I'm sweating buckets by then, yeah? Because I knew there was, this, this took a lot for me to be here. And, um, and sh she goes, well, that's really strange. Wow, okay. She's continuing to look at the screen. God knows what she's zooming into. And, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, and she goes, well, um, I find no evidence of PCOS at all. Come on. I mean, so I mean, you may have once had it, but you don't have it now. <laughs> and let's just pause for a second. Yep, yeah, sure. Let's just we're we're, we're just going to pause for a second. Diagnose fourteen years. End up in a doctor's surgery, and you're told it's gone. You are not polycystic. <laughs> Come on, can we just give a hand to Jesus just for a second? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We were, we were actually laughing about the fact that we're, we're similar in some ways in our personality and we just keep reading the next question yeah. um, without actually pausing to celebrate the fact that that healing is a total God thing. It is so incredible and God just totally came through in an amazing way. Uh, but... That even isn't the, the full miracle. So just nope. keep, keep unpacking from there. No, it wasn't. And you're, some of you are probably thinking, oh, come on, Natasha. Wasn't the whole point of tonight the fact that you got healed? Yes, it is. And I praise God every day like you uh, cannot believe, right? Um, but you guys got to understand that this is 14 years of... 14 years of just battling with this, this syndrome and then the disease, you know, PCOS, the syndrome, and PCOD, the disease, and back and forth and back and forth. You know, God had to really walk me through the valley of death to really break me free from the prisons of my mind. And I had been told by doctors, right, by one doctor particularly, um, 
who looked me in the eye and said, why do you need an ultrasound again? You don't need to get an ultrasound. Um, it's going to be the same old, same old. You're not going to see anything different. You know, in that moment, I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe. Maybe it isn't going to be anything different. Hmm. Okay. And I went home. Didn't think much of it. But what I didn't realize back then, and I know now, is that the enemy trained me to settle for less. The enemy trained me through my emotional eating habits. He trained me with my eating disorder that I picked up. He trained me with, my, with the opinions of other people constantly being shoveled on top of me, right? He trained me, basically, to settle for less. And, in, and through that, I believed that healing didn't exist. I believed that healing was not in my destiny. And that's what the enemy wants all of us to believe. That miracles are not in your destiny. That your circumstance is, is done and dusted. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Right? And he wanted me to stay imprisoned in that. But the best part is I got Jesus. Right? And every time I looked at God's word, I heard different to the lies of the enemy. I heard, I am the child of the most high God. If God is for me, who can be against me? No good thing will he withhold from those that love him. And you know, as I began to discover that in God's word, I'd started to believe God's promises over the lies of the enemy. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. You, God, are who dictates who I am. I am, not the, I am the head and not the tail. And because of that, Jehovah Rapha is my healer. You see, guys, church, the, the true miracle in all of this is the fact that I am forever freed from the imprisonments of impossibility, from the imprisonments of settling for less, and the imprisonments of second best. Can we just praise the name of Jesus right now? Isn't, I'm still not over it. So good. So as we wrap up tonight, what has been a journey, if you could leave us with, with one piece of encouragement for others facing tough situations, perhaps in health, or just situations that are seemingly permanent, whatever they might be, what, what would that piece of encouragement be? Uh, okay, so, Wow. Um, you know, sometimes in the midst of your circumstance, healing is finding yourself in the shower alone, crying your eyes out and saying, I am healed in Jesus' name. Sometimes healing is found in 
forgiving that person, that family member, that friend who stabbed you in the heart so that, God, so that you could make room for God to heal your heart and your body. You know, Scripture says that, and all of you know this, most of you should know this, um, that when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior over your life, that you will be saved. Let's not take that for granted. You know why? Because the Greek translation of the word saved actually means being protected from harm and rescued from a circumstance of ruin, wow. right? So I believe, and I believe some, some of you really need to hear this tonight, right, that Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross so that, you didn't just die on the cross so that he could give us salvation, yes, through forgiveness, yes, praise God that we have that, no doubt in my mind. However, he also came to rescue us, to provide for us, to heal us, and to do infinitely above and beyond anything we can ask or imagine on the Amen. face of this earth through the power of Christ that is at work within us. So the next time you're facing your demon, the next time you're facing your circumstance, you declare the promises of God. You declare yeah. the fact that he is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. He is the healer. He is the provider. You can relentlessly chase after the promises of God because destiny is your middle name. Come on. Right? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God, don't know where that came from. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a last question, or oh, last answer if I've ever heard one. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was amazing. Can we just, uh, just for a second, just thank Natasha for tonight? Thank you, G. Thank you, guys. So good. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.